If you'd like to contact the show, send us an email at liveonfourlegspodcast at gmail.com or get involved in the conversation on social media. Join the Pearl Jam Podcast community group on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Live on Four Legs Pod. This is a... <laughs> it sounds like there's another band playing over there. Hello, Ed. And away we go. You're listening to Live on Four Legs, the live Pearl Jam podcast experience featuring... Mr. Stone Gossip. Fucking camera in the truck. everybody now welcome to live on four legs a definitive live pearl jam podcast and today we are heading to rome italy from 2018 we did a 2018 show a couple weeks ago we went to brazil did brazil and we've been taking some patreon requests and uh, you guys have been all of your patron requests have been awesome but of course we saw the Rome one and we were like, we have to hop on this one because we didn't do it when we did our around the world series. It could have been fresh for that, but we saved it for now and we're doing it kind of a couple of days after the anniversary of it, which I like to do that kind of thing. So we saved it for a good time and uh, we get to talk about a show that is within this era, within 2018 it's one of the most remarkable shows that they have um, from front to back. It's 35 songs. There's a lot going on. There's a lot from all different eras happening here. A lot of big stuff. So maybe I don't have to tease it anymore. Maybe I could just introduce us. Randy Sobel over here. John Farrar over there. Hello, hello. Yo. Um, Roma. Roma, Italy. What do you... Uh, what do you think of when you when you think about this show? Because it wasn't too long ago, so it's still yeah. Yeah. semi fresh in our minds, and you know we kind of remember what was going on at that time. Yeah, I just remember following the set list and being like, "Oh yeah, this is going to be a good bootleg to get," and just watching people's reactions on the on the forums, just freaking out after every song. Once you get about you know halfway through, through and even through early in the first set, after there's there's a couple in a row that we'll talk about from a certain album and just being like, Oh yeah, this is going to be one. This is going to be a good one. And it just kept going and going and people instantly were like, this is going to, this is the one to get, this is going to be the great one. It's instant, instant classic. Yeah. And you know, sometimes you can kind of define a show and put two and two together when a show has a really, really historically good poster. And this is, 
I think one of the best posters that they've had in the last five years. I mean, everybody knows the the skeletons holding hands in in the grave. Like it's it's an incredible piece, and I think it's I think it's an Emac one. And it, like I remember from seeing that, like there were a couple of weeks where you saw the posters on this tour and you're like, okay, yeah, that that's that's all right, but it's not like defining of a show. It's not going to be memorable. And then this one pops up. You're like holy cow they really worked really hard to get this one done like it i you know when they re-released the rome uh video stream on nugs they they re-released the poster and i mean i i think it sold out in seconds oh i'm sure yeah it's it's a great one yeah that this is one of the ones that they chose you know during the the quarantine lockdown series that they were doing kind of going through the vault and and releasing these videos this is this is one that they chose so you know they hold it in high regard as well and we were very lucky that we were able to find it on youtube that somebody was able to to i guess kind of copy oh, yeah. the stream and post it yeah. to youtube and it hasn't been deleted as of as of yet so well, if you that's, it, go back and watch it absolutely oh 100 percent, and a lot of what you know my talking points at least are gonna be just just staring in amazement of just watching this and seeing it in this incredible, you know, picture. It, it's exactly, it's, it's a movie. It's like what watching I, a movie. What I would give for HD video of all these shows from the nineties and yeah. early two thousands, something like this, like, Oh my God, thousands of dollars just What's, un, unleashed the archive and release all this. Like, It'd be amazing to see some of those older shows in in this kind of quality and and definition. What's what's crazy is it's not out of the realm of possibility that they did this for every show in 2018 and maybe right. even 2016 and and right. forward. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Like if they have this much and they're still like, okay, uh, yeah, let's release Missoula and then we'll release, uh, you know, Wrigley or Fenway could be next. You know, like. They it still seems like they have a lot up their sleeve, so I, yeah. I hope that we get more. And it's just been a treat to watch everything. Even um, they did uh, the Hyde Park one from two thousand from twenty ten. Yeah, that was fantastic. And like so, I was kind of I was kind of lukewarm on these. Like eh, I'm not gonna pay to like watch the stream totally of these older it. shows. And like yeah, it's it's nothing I haven't seen before. Like it's a show. But then this is the first one I think of the of the new release ones, re released ones that I've gone back and watched and. It is worth it. Highly recommended. It it blew me away. Yeah, absolutely. Get your hands on watching this YouTube clip before somebody finds out about it and gets taken down. Hopefully they don't find out about it from me squawking about it right now. But uh, it is worth your while to even just pause the podcast. I'll 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 sit. We'll sit here and wait. <laughs> we'll sit here and wait, and you can just just watch the show and then hear what we have to say about it because that's pretty much what we're going to do anyway we're going to play some music obviously but we'll kind of just talk about being amazed by this so there's a couple of storylines that we need to touch up on uh 2018 what was going on at the time i think the big thing that everybody fixates on especially in june during this european uh run there was probably about 15 to 16 shows but on i believe it was the 18th or 17th of june uh, they play a show in London and they're supposed to do another night and Ed has a busted throat and he can't go through with it. And they, they postpone the show, 
A lot of people are really disappointed. A lot of people are really worried. And it becomes the point, and I remember thinking this when I woke up and so, and read that, that they had to postpone. And, uh, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was, crap, this is the beginning of the end. And it's a really depressing thing to think about. But you have to, th- they're, you know, on the other side of 50, and they're getting up there. And when you just look at other rock and roll acts, and you see later on in their, in their lives how much they've been able to do and and unfortunately we've lost a lot very very early on to to whatever battles that that they've had uh you know it's just that's the first thing that comes to your head is just how long how much longer do we actually have with them unfortunately and uh it was it was scary but i think this show is the redeeming factor for all that to to prove that they it was just a small hiccup it was just a small blip that they're they're coming out firing and they're ready to do 35 show songs again 35 yeah, song shows again yeah you know they wanted to come back strong after having to cancel that show you know we we talked about when we did that one like they they felt terrible about it they hated having to do that it's never something you want to do but they had no choice so yeah they they definitely there was a a little bit of of let you know let's get out there and prove what we can do and give these people the the show that they deserve absolutely and you know the, they come out i think a couple days after they had to postpone and both shows that happened before this one are in italy one of them's in milan it's the i days festival and i remember looking at that set list and i'm like oh no 19 songs and no encore oh that's not a good sign and and, and mankind was played so like was ed in rough shape and like everything that can be going on, you're like, ah, this this isn't good. This isn't good. This isn't normal Pearl Jam. But it's a festival, and they probably only had a, an hour and a half, hour forty five minutes to play, unfortunately. So the next show is a little bit more normal. It's Padova, and I think they play a total of twenty seven show songs at that show. So it's it's getting back into, but also you don't hear a lot of people talk about Padova as much as they talk about Roma. So, you know, this is all leading into something big. And I think they even knew beforehand, before the incident happened, before everything happened, I think they knew that Roma was going to be the show to beat in Europe. Because you have to think... The stadium that they're playing in, Stadio Olimpico, it it it's hold held the World Cup before, holds what seventy two thousand people. How, how many do you think it holds for concerts? Like fifty five, sixty. They said seventy five for concerts. Yeah, that's incredible. And I mean, there was uh, there was not one seat empty when when you watch that. Every every single head was there. So yeah it's it's a legend look let's just put it this way it's a legendary stadium in the same way that we did maracana a couple Mm -hmm. weeks ago in the same way that that people see the wrigley's and fenway's and madison square gardens of the world for europe people see this as like a hot destination and even like just looking in the concert archives of of acts that have played there it doesn't seem like a very popular venue for concerts. It's, it's mostly a soccer arena, obviously. But when you look at some of the acts that played, 
you know, U2 has done what seems like residencies there because they had, I guess, a 30th anniversary of Octon Baby and played a bunch of shows there. Uh, Bruce and Sting and Elton John and the Stones and Eagles and The Cure, like, you know, those are all... Yeah, you're talking about the biggest bands, bands in the world. Yeah. Right. So it just, it, it just solidifies Pearl Jam's spot in all this. And sometimes you kind of think, like, well... You know, because they're kind of, you know, everybody else that I just mentioned is kind of an elder statesman. Pearl Jam is kind of part of the left behind that maybe the, you know, the original rock and roll people don't really consider Pearl Jam to be part of that group. But this is another thing that can, I guess, satisfy that, that they they are part of this, that they are big enough to play a place like this and, and make magic. Yeah, one of the only, like a lot of those bands you mentioned, like started in the 70s or 80s and have kind of earned that spot. And yeah, Pearl Jam, you still consider them to be kind of the younger brothers to Bruce and U2 and Sting and, you know, that that sort of thing. But they're definitely getting that elder statesman, you know, status. You, you play places like this, it's because you earned it. Absolutely. And, you know, what's funny is, and I wonder if they're, popular in italy but you know who's played there a lot muse hmm. yeah muse that, is really big in europe i think yeah I, I i think so too and and i can see them being popular in italy as well so sure. I, yeah it wasn't a long list but just the names that the few names that i mentioned there should perk your ears and be like okay well when there are shows here it's it's the place to be so like i mentioned before uh, this is a Patreon requested episode, and it was requested by our patron Craig Peterson. And this was probably requested somewhere around this time last year, and and that's what happens sometimes. We just we have so much that we got to get to, and we we from patron requests to stuff that we want to fulfill. That sometimes it's going to take a year, but when we do it, we try to go all out with it. And this one is one to go all out on. So I'm going to read. His little story that he sent us, I guess, last year when when he made the request. So, Rome, Italy, June 26th, 2018. The greatest summer. I saw Pearl Jam five times. Milan, Rome, both Seattle shows, and Missoula. All memorable experiences for so many reasons. Met my brother and his wife as we rode through, as we road trip through Italy with the two Pearl Jam shows as our anchors. Took a very crowded bus out to the show. Didn't know that many humans can pack into a bus. A lot of sweat. A lot of closeness. Torturous at times, but now with COVID, I long for those experiences. When we got to the venue, Stadio Olimpico, it was very confusing as where we were to go. No real lines to speak of, just masses of people with various advice on where we were supposed to go. Again, terrible at the time, but now just part of the concert going experience that I miss. Eventually, we got in. Such an unreal experience to listen to everyone around you, speaking Italian, but singing passionately to the lyrics of each Pearl Jam song. Being with the the crowd with their lighters and phones, as Ed sang Imagine, was something really special. Matt Cameron sang Black Diamond by Kiss. That was very unique and totally unexpected. After the show, we opted to walk home rather than finding a bus or an Uber. Three miles or so is not bad when you're flying high from the show and experiencing the neighborhoods of Rome. Very, very cool. Another highlight came a couple days later when my wife and I were spending our last night in Piazza Novana, people watching, having picnic dinner and listening to street musicians. Walking by one, 
he started playing black. I was wearing my Pearl Jam shirt, so when he finished, I motioned to my shirt. He nodded politely. Then another guy walks by and says, hey, a Pearl Jam shirt, and points it out to the guy he was with. I couldn't believe it when I saw it was Mike McCready. (laughs) How about that? That is very, very cool. And that he said a couple days later. So like they're, yeah. they're on tour, you know, they're doing yeah. stuff. They probably, I, I think a couple nights later were in like Oslo or, or Krakow or something like that. So that's very cool and very great timing. So Mike came over, shook my hand, introduced us to his friend and bodyguard. Uh, the friend offered to take our picture with my phone. We talked with Mike for quite some time while his friend snapped some candid pics, and gave, and Mike gave some uh, gave us some guitar picks. And Mike had his Polaroid camera with him, and he was a really nice guy who, who took the time to, to to chat with us. Everybody that I've talked to that has met Mike says he's a wonderful human being. That is interested to list, spend time and listen to the people. And, you know, I, I, I haven't, like, said anything and or spent time with him, but I, I once was able to come close to, you know, his interaction with other fans and just being able to see that he was having conversations very casually and kind of like, you know, an old friend or and he wasn't trying to, come off as a big rock star or anything like that. He's, he's not that kind of guy. None of them are really the, the, that kind of people, but uh, he is a tremendous human being. And I'm, I'm glad that we get more stories like this. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. And for him to be, you know, you, we, we've talked about it where he's kind of become like the most approachable one and just very down to earth. And like, like I said, like not kind of caught up in his own, you know, stardom or fame or whatever. Yeah, that that's really great to hear that he just happened to be there. You, you know, you, he got he got a sighting in the wild of of someone in Pearl Jam, which is rare. And like, yeah, it just says too that they they love the city. They you know they have a big history there. He talks about in the show twenty two years. You know, we that nineteen ninety six show. You you know, MFC and all that. Ed tells a story. We'll get to that later. But yeah, they. I, I get the feeling that this is there's there's some European cities that they love, and you get the feeling that this is one where they were they were going to milk it for all it was worth. They were going to stay there as long as they could. Oh, and and the thing we didn't even mention yet is that it's been twenty four years, twenty two years. Yeah, my math twenty two. It's been twenty two years since I, they've been there. The last time that they were there was nineteen ninety six. You mentioned MFC. MSC was written in that little time period where they were touring Europe during the No Code tour, and that's. You know, they've been back to Italy a lot from Verona to Milan to a couple other places here and there. Obviously, all the imaging and, and Cornice shows that happened, but they, strangely enough, not back to Rome. And I think it was more than worth the wait. So we won't wait any longer. Let's let the show begin. And of course, you know, it's a big show. Everybody knows that if you're getting 70,000 plus people there, it's going to be massive. There's only one way to start a show that's this big and it's with release I can't get over it Uh, already the beginning is just chill inducing just watching it and hearing the crowd hum along kind of with the drone of the guitars and 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 already off the gate passionate as as passionate he can be um the whole thing is just a massive atmosphere and an absolute joy to watch. 
think of release you know popping up in more shows than it does but this is one where it's 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 a release show it's it's a sign that you know we're we're it's like a little bit like we're back you know this is yeah this is going to be a special night right if if the other two shows the padova show and the i days festival show if those were kind of tune-ups to get to this point they really made it worth it because this this one yeah this one was meant for a moment like this and then you can't like it, it's kind of i consider this a double opener because you really can't discount the elderly woman uh right after it and you know when he changes the lines and he'll do this whenever there's a great place that they've never been before so glad we saw this place so thank you Lord. It's another sign that they respect the moment, that they're in the moment, and they they understand the importance of of being where they are. Yeah, and again, very crowd friendly early on. So they 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 obviously you look out, you come out, and you you see the the stadium, you see how many people are going to be there. It's like we got to get this, we got to get this crowd going early. So release small town you know you're not getting an of the girl into oceans or anything you know it's right you're getting you're getting the big crowd favorites early so they get everyone going right from the beginning yeah this is this is fantastic my god it's been so long my god it's been so long i just want to scream hello like that like that is perfectly placed there because of course and been back since 1996 like that you have to kind of start off with that say hi to everybody really kick this into gear it already two songs in like you can tell you're kind of strapping in for a long ride but uh yeah this this one's gonna be worth it ed says buena sera and reads italian from a piece of paper i didn't translate any of the italian i don't know if you speak italian no were you able to make out it's the same stuff that we're used to like yeah we're so happy to be here thank you all for coming we yeah it's it's all the same yeah 
the platitudes right. that's why that you I didn't get. Yeah, that's why I didn't go out of my way to to really figure it out. So, and there there are moments in the show where he does speak in English, and I think those are the more poignant moments anyway. So. But that follows up with the Interstellar Overdrive intro into Corduroy, and this little section is just your big arena songs, Corduroy, Why Go, Do the Evolution, and there's just a massive eruption once Corduroy starts. Even that pause that kind of happens in between the intro and corduroy, the crowd like has this kind of like anticipation, like, all right, when when's he doing it? When's it happening? And when it does, that's when they just erupt and they go nuts during this. And they're on point with the bridge chorus that, you know, has that jam that extends, and this is like a ten minute version of corduroy or something. Like yeah, this is a pretty insane way to start. Yeah. yeah, this is a pretty insane way to start. Long call and response. Like you said, the crowd's awesome. It's one of the best call and responses I've heard on this. Mike has a very melodic solo. Normally it's like mm-hmm. it can get a little showy and it can get a little, you know, kind of arena rock. But this was a little more melodic. It was, it was a little different from what we've heard in 2018. But maybe a theme from this show. Yeah. Yeah. And, but yeah, the thing I that hit me on this with Jeff, the bass sounds awesome. The, the tone on the bass is amazing. You could hear, you could hear all the little things he was doing. Like, this is, you know, this is kind of my only little, you know, the thing that rubbed me a little wrong about the show is this is definitely like a, this is like a 70s arena rock Pearl Jam night, like not a punk rock Pearl Jam night. Like, no, no Sonic Reducer, you know, no, I there's, believe in there's Miracles. There's Rock. Yeah, this is, this is a, this is a, 
a big 70s arena rock Pearl Jam night with some of the covers and stuff that they do. That's the only thing that kind of like eh, turned me off a little bit. But we'll, we'll get into that more as we go. I might have wrote in my notes John Frowny Face for <laughs> all the eruption solos and, and kiss references. But yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Every, not everything is going to be for everybody, and that's, that's okay. But it's again, it's a big way to start. Why go? Again, the energy is just fantastic during Why Go. Ooh. You mentioned Jeff's bass, and Jeff's bass was. Oh man, vibrant during the whole entire show. Yeah, they show a, they show a close up of of the bass, and he's he's up at the amp, like he's he's in it, like they are they are going forward early on this. But yeah, why go is amazing, and like and look, you, you you don't play a place in in twenty two years. You're getting ten song versus song, Vitalogy song, ten song right up right up front. Like hit him with the old stuff early on. Yeah, uh, do the I mean do the evolution too is just fantastic, oh, yeah. and and you know obviously with the incredible picture display that you have with the video here, you see the close-up of Jeff and Mike giving communion on this, which is a lot of, a lot of the time we're like, did they do it? Because you're not sure. Either you're listening to the boot or you're kind of watching something from a cell phone video or something like that. But this is, you, you see the whole thing. And, and uh, that that isn't a low-key great moment whenever they do it during the song. Yeah. Uh, there's also some politically charged things that happen, kind of, you know, just thrown in a little bit. You know, there's a, the little lyric change to uh, the in- ignorant immigrants got nothing on me. And mm-hmm. that has to be a reaction because he mentions later in the show, I, I don't even know what the situation was. That's how weird 2018 was. So much shit was happening at the time. I'm assuming most of what he was talking about at this time was about the border wall. But that has to be a reference to that. Like a lot, you know. I, I think that that Jill showed up at one of the other shows before this or after this and wore um, uh, "We We Care Why Don't You" jacket, kind of uh, a, a play on words for yeah. Melania's jacket that she had. Yeah, yeah. I think too this, and I could be a hundred percent wrong on this, but I remember there was something about. Like there were some European countries that were not taking in refugees from was it like Syria or something? Um, like the series was going through a civil war. I think there might have been some controversy about that. So it might have been kind of the immigrant line might be tied to to Europe as well. It might not have been. And again, you know, I could be a hundred percent wrong on that. But if someone knows out there, you know, send us yeah. an email and let us know. Yeah, I can't fact but check you. Right I now. think there was. I, I want to think. I want to say there was some some European immigration issues going on sure. as well that this might have been in reference sure, to. For sure. Uh, again, uh, you know, after those three, you have to kind of stop and take a breath for a second, and we'll we'll get into kind of the idea of that. Uh, but he addresses them in Italian while reading off a script and says the next song was written by Jeff Ament. And that gets you into a little section where yield pops up a lot. This is the uh, these two songs back to back make it three yield songs, and then in the main set you're getting four and five. So you're getting a ton of yield early on. And for some of these yield songs, you almost never hear this stuff. So pilot is number six song in. When does that ever happen? Especially in this era, almost never. That. Also, that transitions into giving a fly as well, but but pilot, you know, I, I think it's just like okay, let's let's give this crowd a little bit of space to breathe in between 
the stuff that they're going to be really excited about and maybe the stuff that that you know we want to play just to get them something rare and get them something different yeah and it's and it's one too where ed can go real low on his voice so he's not he's not pushing his voice on this one it's a very relaxed vocal but it's it's great and like and like you said the, the spot here i think in the 2010s like if you got pilot this would be the spot where they would like after that you know intro and then the punk rock section they would throw in maybe a weird one and yeah this is like pilot's great they get through it it usually you know sometimes this is kind of a disaster in the in the later days where like they they somebody screws up or somebody misses a change or something because they never play it but yeah that sounds really good Ed sounds great on it. I I thought this was fantastic. Yeah, underrated yield song. I think when you think yeah. of the record, uh, you you obviously think of of Given Fly Evolution and Brain of Jay and and some of the others. Love those Jeff songs. Love those of Jeff course. Songs. And Jeff has a lot of good contributions on that album, including Low Light as well. But uh, Pilot is is low key just great little and i don't want to call it filler but when you're bouncing from song to song you're going from given a fly to wish list to pilot and to get that as kind of your buffer and your prepper preparation to go into do the evolution i i think that it's just perfectly drawn up it's a perfect side a it's also a perfect side b as well um to a record that i just think is a completely perfect record and i think that is our song appreciation for the week right there because sure. I, yeah. we, I don't know the next time we're going to cover it. They've only played it 30 times and uh, we've gotten it a little bit in the last couple months, but I think we've, we haven't been able to really go into detail on it. So that that's maybe the last time that we'll be able to do that for, for a little yeah, bit. So give, give Ed credit. He's singing and he's, he's immediately going for that. Oh, he so he does all the vocals. Yeah. Like, Sometimes they kind of gloss over that part, or like it, he misses one, but he's yeah. On that's it's very close to the album credit. version. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Given a fly gets you right back into it. You know, another hit. You can start building the fans back. Good rises and falls. Good kind of wave of momentum during the song, and the crowd is in on all the builds. You can kind of tell. Ooh. You know, when when Given a fly has that kind of surge in it. You talk about the surge a lot when like that sort of hits and it builds, and you can feel the other guitar kind of coming through. Uh, it, you kind of get the sense like everybody's body is moving and, and the whole, there's an, there's an energy for it. And I think that that's, that's such a very unique thing about this song that, uh, you know, that kind of all happens in unison. Given the flies fan. And then you, those three yield songs in a row, you're just like, bam, bam, bam. Like it's evolution pilot, given a fly. You're, you're kind of moving backwards from the album. And yeah, given to fly is like the culmination of, of this whole first part of the set. The crowd's amazing. Like you said, the, the rises and fall, the surge on this is fantastic. Yeah. Really, really great. Given to fly. And a, a lot of the given to fly is one that's gotten better with age. And we're going to talk about that when we do our, our evolution episode on it coming up later this summer. But yeah, very, very good. Debatable, but there's, there are things that do make it good <laughs> in this day and age. And, and this one was part of, 
some of the good or later era versions of Given a Fly. Absolutely agree with that. Uh, Ed wants to see the massive crowd, which obviously you get on video. And yes, it is exactly that. It is massive. So, of course, a massive crowd is going to get a massive song. This is the Even Flow section here. And uh, you can just tell that the band is just having fun playing a song like this in front of them because the the crowd reacting to them. And and that's the big thing about playing big shows like this and big seeing big crowds. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to come out and play lost dogs or play stuff from binaural as much as, as we, or, or you guys listening would want that stuff and, you know, want to cross something off of, of your checklist. Like, they just you got to hit the stuff that that's going to energize everybody and and you know no matter what you say about even flow no matter how many times you see it it's always going to get that big response from that big audience especially come on they haven't gotten it in 22 years even even flow is special here yeah this was just like we talked about with the release this was always going to be an even flow show you're not going to get nothing as it seems or anything like that here it's yeah, this was always getting like the crowd amazing. Just sounds so good. And the, you know, we got to talk about the solo, the mic solo. And-
a slow burn at yeah. first. And you're like, oh, this is going to be something cool, but it's a long solo, and it, it it gets to the it gets to the the shredding part, but it's it's got a nice build. To yeah, it. some whammy bar effects in there. Yeah, definitely longer than your average one. I, I think you can kind of say that about some of the solos in here. I think that that is definitely uh, a definitive kind of theme of the night like we talked about earlier with corduroy and uh there are yeah. other ones that we'll get into in a little bit but um if somebody throws ed baseball during the end of the song i don't know if you'd caught that but that was that was interesting and just another you know another song that in this in the way that they shot this just looks incredible like you want to see the big songs i didn't i didn't catch it but he caught the baseball so that's what that's uh ed gives the nod to mike says that we're a much better group than we were 22 years ago and i have proof because we didn't have matt fucking cameron there on the kit and then guess what he does i can't believe he did this this was oh this was yeah, I I stood up and took notice. Like, wait, did he just do what I thought uh-huh, he did? Uh-huh, he sure did. We love my camera. Oh, yes, we do. We love my camera. Oh, yes, we do. We love my camera. Oh, yes, we do. My camera, we love you. That is Jack's song, my friend. Flash. Yeah, flashback to 1995. Mm-hmm. We love Jack Irons. We do. Jack Irons. We love the same treatment for Matt. He gets the Bye Bye Birdie song. Yeah. And uh, I, it's great. <laughs> I like when that pops up. I I, I think that it is def- definitively Jack's, but um, cool that Matt got the treatment too. Yeah, it's about time. You know, he's been in the band for twenty years. Throwing oh, I think I think he's gotten a couple bones thrown at him. He's, he he gets <laughs> he gets as much credit as anybody. I think they're. I've said this so many times. They are so appreciative of what he does back there and what he brings to the team. Like oh, yeah. it's he's good at everything. He can do anything. They he can do anything. Yeah, they do. and and you can know you know it's genuine when Ed looks back there and he's like, whoa, like another version of even flow that sounds like that. Like, come on, guys. Like that. Uh, we keep this up and we're like. It's fantastic. So, uh, but we get a boom introduction here too. It's his first time in Rome. Obviously, he was not in the band 22 years ago, so he hasn't been able to experience this. But he was a pretty big part of that Imogen and Cornice DVD that was out. So, you know, I, I think him and Ed were going through some of the cathedrals, and he went and played some of the organs uh, in in the cathedrals, and that was a very right. very cool right. moment in uh, in that documentary. But weird here. Wasted Reprise is the intro to Wishlist. Huh. What'd you think? Yeah. Yeah. It it was a little it it was a little out of place at first. On like on paper, you're like, huh, I don't know if that works. But you know, Wishlist it it kind of fits. It's got that kind of mid-tempo, like it's a song that had Boom been in the band, he probably would have been featured on. So it it kind of works, I thought. Yeah, you just don't usually see it this early in the set, and you don't see it anywhere right. close to Wishlist. It's usually, you know, obviously Life Wasted, but if it's not Life Wasted, for the most part, it's Better Man. We have heard... Yeah, and usually it's, like you said, it's opening a second encore, right. and he's he'll, he'll talk over it, he'll they'll make a big thing, or he'll use that as an opportunity to 
to kind of go off and on a rant or thanking people, but this is just kind of a straight version. Wish list is good. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, Jeff's base is kind of illuminated on the stage. I thought that that was kind of cool. Uh, he's, it, it's kind of neon color. It's kind of like a neon orange color. And I noticed that during wish list and lightning bolt here, but lightning bolt was kind of a good mid show show stopper. I th- like there's a yeah. lot of, yeah. a lot of crowd participation, like, clapping and another song that just makes the big moments feel bigger. You know, you want to play in front of all the big people you want to, you, you know, this is really lightning bolts. a hit at this point uh, in front of Pearl jam fans that people, people that know that. And, and especially, you know, in that environment now you can play a song like that and it can, you know, even though it's a new one, it has a different identity than it did in the early 2013 tour. Yeah, I think it says a lot, too, that it started to separate from Mind Your Manners a little bit. Because how many shows have we done where it's like, here's the Mind Your Manners Lightning mm-hmm. Bolt combo, yeah. here it is again. Right. And and Lightning Bolt, starting in like starting in 2016, 2018, it kind of elevated a little bit. It was it was getting some more uh, getting some more props and getting some more uh, featured placement in these set lists. And like, no Mind Your Manners here, just Lightning Bolt. And like, it's, it's shown up in encores. I think it's... It's kind of cemented its status as kind of the best live song from that record. And uh, you know what I'll say after that? I, th- I I think I'll say get used to that because I think that's yeah. going to happen moving forward. They're going to want to play a lot of new yeah. songs. And one of the things I, I, I did me- want to mention is what do you think the lightning bolt from Gigaton is going to be? I, I think that there's one that's, that's a standout. Uh, mm. I think it's going to be Quick Escape, but it could literally – it could – a handful of those i think i'm gonna say you know what i'm gonna say retrograde really i think that's gonna be really good live i think it's gonna you be think it's gonna kind of have like a crowd participation kind of moment like i think it i think it could be it could be one of those that kind of finds a i know because a, a lot of people you talk to like it's eh, not their favorite early on but i think when when you hear it live it, it could be one that kind of gets elevated in status after after being played live yeah i think it's there, there's room there that it could become a, a big crowd it favorite. Absolutely. Sounds like you're saying retrograde might be the unthought known, because that was same same idea. Lightning bolt is the unthought known that, of of lightning bolt. Right, yeah, very similar, very similar. Even idea. though I think yeah. they tried to make swallowed whole the the unthought known of lightning bolt, but that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So all right, that very cool, very cool stuff, and we move forward. Uh, Ed wants to celebrate some women tonight and the first woman he wants to celebrate is from Seattle. A great, great artist contributed to a compilation album covering her material. Uh, and Mike is a very good friend with her. And, and through the last couple of years, you've seen the connection grow between Brandy Carlisle and Pearl Jam. And it's been very, it's been great to see those connections because, you know, for somebody like my, my wife, she liked Brandy Carlisle before getting into Pearl Jam. So that kind of connected us when, when I heard this cover of Again Today. And we'd like to play this one of hers. It's called Not Today or Again Today. Not Again Today. Yeah, it would have it would have hit a little harder if Ed had actually remembered the name of the song. Right, but, you know, Ed, Ed's got a dad, Ed, so. Uh, but... I, I didn't really kind of know that, and, and I think any time that you get Pearl Jam's seal of approval on something, 
at least in my brain, I'm like, okay, I'm willing to give it a try. And henceforth, I started listening to Brandon Carlisle more, and I, I really like her stuff. And I don't think it would be something that I would listen to regardless. I, you know, if, if, if Pearl Jam didn't have a relationship with her, I probably would ignore it because it feels like part of a genre of music I don't pay attention to. Yeah, I've, I don't think I've. I don't think, I'm not familiar with her stuff. You know, I know of her. I know she was she was Record Store Day ambassador. I think last year. Or this, this year. year. Yeah. yeah, and uh, well, maybe it was. Last yeah, year. I've never I've never gone and done the the Brandy Carlisle. Uh, you know, even small dive, but uh, so I'm, I'm not. I know this song. I know the cover of it. I think you know they they did rework it a little bit. It's a little faster, yeah. and a little more upbeat than Much original, from what I understand. But uh, yeah, t- I have a lot of respect for her, but just not something that I've really that I'm really familiar with. You know what this this take of this song and the way that the takes are composed. You, you know what cover, what other cover there is? It reminds me of it reminds me of better things. When they did better things, yeah. just you can see that. I love that kind one. of the progression yeah. of it. Yeah, I, that that never got a lot of play live. It, it got played like oh, two, two or three, two or three times, times very, very, very small yeah. amount. So, hey, oh, it's good. If you're though. out there and want to request one of those shows, then oh, please yeah. do. Yeah, I'd love to talk about. Yeah, that. Uh, there's a really, really uh, even better than Pearl Jam's cover. I, you know, I, I, I say that. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, in the position that I am, but uh, Bouncing Souls cover of uh, of Better Things is unbelievably good. Like, if we're gonna talk Kinks covers, you gotta get Green Day. Tired of waiting for you. That's that's still the best one. <gasps> there we go. There we go. Off on the tangent, but um, this, yeah. like you mentioned, the song is not exactly what their style is, but they kind of are able to mold it and and make it Pearl Jam and Ed. Yeah, it's great. It sounds really good. We'll we'll be talking yeah. about this one way later on in the year because I believe the Seattle show at Safeco, uh, the night one show, she joins up and sings with them. And I remember okay. I remember hearing this when watching it on a live stream and saying she is running circles around Eddie Vedder. So buckle up for yeah. that one. I'm sure it'll happen yeah. at the end of the year when we keep going on with our hometown series. Ed says it sounds like there's another band playing over there due to the echo. And many years ago, a few friends of mine, oh, here, here's a good story. The story, probably the one that you attach Roman Pearl Jam to. We mentioned it before. Uh, many, many years ago, a few friends of mine, uh, we took a drive out of Roma and uh, we went down a place called uh, Porto Eccoli. And uh, we're driving this cool little car, you know. And maybe things weren't going so good and it just felt uh, like freedom to be in this little car with no one knowing where you were. And, And one, uh, one good thing to have a song written about it is that uh, the song always takes you back to that feeling. Great to have the untitled intro into MFC. And I mean, like, that's got to be outside of, you know, 
even flow alive and released like this has to be the biggest layup to be played on this night right absolutely absolutely you yeah you weren't getting out of here without getting msc and this untitled too like it's it's a little quieter it's more about the the guitar is not nearly as prominent like normally it's about that that guitar you know melody mm-hmm. but this is more about the voice it's more about the singing the guitar is kind of secondary that was kind of different for me i'm used to hearing the guitar very prominent on it and uh, him really focusing on on playing that melody but this one it was it was almost like the guitar was an afterthought but yeah mfc when it kicks in oh it's fantastic well, I, I wonder if that has to do with the echo that ed's hearing and i'm wondering if he's listening to be- his own voice kind of come out and he's either mystified by it or, or what but um i yeah i kind of liked that you know the the melody of it kind of took a back seat and you're able to kind of get a vulnerable side of it and msv is just great it just you know feels like it belongs as part of another one of these big arena songs and it's not one of these just kind of middle of the set throw-ins i, I feel like the people there kind of know the importance of it too Interesting. But yeah, Jeff sounds amazing. The The Stone solo at the end is fantastic. Go, please watch the video and watch Stone do the solo. Yes. Unbelievably good. Yeah, a lot of yield early on. So if you are if you like that, then this is right up your but alley. But this would also be the last one. So unfortunately, right. if, you like, if you like yield and you don't like anything else, then you might not like anything that's coming up next. But I'm sure that is not you. Here is a really interesting combo. I'm going to lump all these together. Uh, though they don't deserve to really be lumped immortality unthought known into eruption into can't deny me that's that's an interesting foursome uh it's like you're starting it you're starting at the top like put your hand above your head and then you're just dropping down notches yeah every every time yeah and i wasn't i wasn't incredibly impressed by this version of unthought known i don't think it had the big rise that the song usually does it felt a little bit rushed uh, you know, compared to some of the other songs that had like the big crowd moments and, and you put yeah, unthought it's, known. It's never going to be as good as Immortality. Uh, right, right. No, Immor- Immortality is great. I think it, Immortality is another one of those songs that has a little bit more of a melodic version from Mike. He kind of builds yeah. into the solo and then gets going with it. Uh, but Very soulful. Yes, very yeah. soulful in this. Um, and then like Eruption is, all right, your 80s callback. That's... That's fine, and yeah, it happens. It just doesn't do anything for me. I mean, this I think it's it's just tough to to put immortality there, and then to try to follow that. Like immortality needs, like you know, we talk about some of these amazing songs. Like you need the you need you need the like immortality is the 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 big push before the wave breaks. Yeah. Like that's the the big build, and you need something after it to kind of bring it home and really hit, like a like a black or like a porch or like a you know something heavy like a given to fly like something emotional and just following it with with unthought known eruption and can't deny me is just like it just kind of like it just lost something but don't get me wrong this version of immortality is amazing i've been talking about jeff a lot there's there's very nearly a bass solo at the end of immortality
caught that that but Jeff yeah, is just bit. going off on the on the fretboard. Sounds amazing. And it's just Cameron at his best at the end of this version of Immortality. It was a standout of the show. Yeah, if if we're gonna be like setless picky here, Immortality into Animal into Lucan into Porch to close your set would have been very cool. I think better. Yeah, yeah. I think that would have worked. Obviously, Animal doesn't have the same touch as a given a fly or a black, but it still, you know, it it takes you there. Um, but like, I don't know. Can't can't deny me to kind of wrap this up is just. Say what you want. Uh, it's fine. Like it's yeah. It's it'll never be. It'll never be a favorite just because of when it was released yeah. and what happened afterwards and everything. Like it, and you know, like it. You know, everybody knows the story from the forthcoming album, and then didn't end up on the album. And that's so we a know good how thing. They feel about yep, it. That's a good thing. Yeah, we. We. I think we probably. If we haven't seen the last of it, we've seen almost the last right, of it. Right, right. Maybe it comes up in one moment where there's a political thing in, in yeah. another country or something yeah. like that. But, yeah, I, I don't foresee uh, a cowbell attached to a folding chair uh, being used too much often. And, and uh, the, the, but, the cash but better live saying. than on the record. I'll give them credit. They, it's a, they, yeah. they play it better live than on yeah. the on the recorded the, version. The crowd claps along and that that was a pretty cool part but yeah. Yeah, it's again it's just it's it's there while you know it's hard because there are so many things that overshadow it that it, it's easy to just be like Ugh, like that one was was the one stinker and all this but uh, this is not a show where we need to talk about stinkers so stone is it's, about a, to it's a sign of the time 2018 right. you're getting yeah, it that, for the most part yeah uh so but look we're 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 moving on to stone here because ed introduces stone to the crowd and uh he's he's gonna sing it so look at that roma you got mankind and crazily enough mankind was actually played three times in 2018 would you believe that cool wish i'd seen one yeah one of one of my white whales the uh the yeah, I-Day I show that happened after the, that was the first one back from London, they played they play that because I think Ed needed a little bit of a break, and then I believe when they did the makeup for London, I think they played it as kind of like a nod to, I couldn't, I couldn't sing then or, or something like that, mm-hmm. so... Um, yeah, I, I think this is kind of a way for 35 songs in a set where it can kind of give Ed a little bit of a break, give Stone a moment to shine, and, um, you know, we've heard a lot of post-1996 renditions of this that are just kind of, like, less than stellar, don't feel like they belong on the stage, they just kind of, like, falter, the band doesn't really know pieces of it or kind of misses a bridge or something like that, but this this feels like it deserves to be on the stage. I'm, I'm enjoying this version of Mankind. It was great. Mike does a great solo. Like, sometimes sometimes Mike, like, fucks up the solo so bad that, like, they can't even finish mm. it. But this was fantastic. Like, a really good Mike solo. And Stone's not even using a pick when he's playing. You're sitting there. He's just, you know, you know shaking his hand over the, the strings. It was unbelievable. Stone, use a pick, man. Stone can do whatever but, he wants. I know. I know. I, who am I? But it was, yeah, it was a great mankind. How often do you get to say that? Yeah, they another one just like Pilot. They they must have practiced it, sound checked it. They got through it, sounded great. 
Absolutely. Yeah, and not a 2003 Mankind. This is a this is a good Mankind. And and Stone, like sometimes when he goes up to the microphone, he gets a little bit humble and he's like, uh, I, don't, I don't really know. I don't know if I should do this. And like, yeah, it's a shy. It's a shy. Yeah, but it felt like he was pretty confident. He was like, all right, I'm gonna show them. Yeah. I'm gonna show them what I can do out out here. I'm gonna. He got into seventy five thousand people out there. I'm gonna sing to you guys, and and you guys are gonna be blown the fuck away. And it's kind of signaling you to sort of the end of a big 22-song main set. Uh, We had a 22-song main set that we talked about last week that was from 1995. This is from 2018. They're doing the same shit from 2018 that they could do 1995. Like, And then they're going to go and do, what, 13, 14 more songs? How incredible is that? It's the same energy right there. Uh, Animal, Luke, and Porch. Interesting way to end the set because Animal, obviously, never really at the end of the set, usually more towards the beginning, but it's utilizing a song that has kind of the the staying power and notoriety where you can put it anywhere and you can get that reaction. And I think you needed the big 10 songs and uh, really it was just why go. But I think you really needed the, the big arena songs in the beginning to to really rev up the crowd. I don't know if Animal does the same thing that those other three songs, Corduroy, Why Go, and Do the Evolution do. Uh, so that's why I'm sure they put it here. I think it does it. You definitely needed a you needed a to get the crowd. You needed kind of a jolt of energy after that. You know, little section there, the kind of the lesser known. Oh like yeah, you absolutely. Hadn't really had a big. You hadn't really had a big sing along since like Even Flow. So this is a chance to like get the big sing along again and get the crowd going and yet yeah, immediately you know once that riff starts you see the the crowd just go nuts. Yeah, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm all for this. Like I'm not trying yeah. to put Animal in a lesser position. Um I, I I just think it has more flexibility than maybe one of those other songs. I think those other songs hit you a lot heavier. They're longer, they have more pieces to them. Animals pretty simplistic. Uh, can kind of get you up and get you energized. And yeah, this is this is a perfect kind of way you get Animal into Lucan and Lucan, you know, lasts for as however long that Lucan does and transitions you into Porch and, and that caps you off. Like, you know, Porch, I thought it was great. I thought it was another great version of Porch with those orbs. And, and the orbs weren't the same orbs that, that, that they had on the Lightning Bolt tour a couple of years before that it, they were, I don't know. They, they had some kind of structure around them. They, they looked very, very cool. I don't know if that was a, a, an arena thing or if that was uh, a hmm. new, a new style that they used that year. I can't remember at this point, but there's Ed is pretending to swing his guitar, like a baseball bat at them. And, uh, right. you know, reflecting the light from the pick guard onto the crowd. Jeff is pushing the orbs around. They look a lot more breakable than the other ones. So they were a little bit more. They've careful. upgraded the orbs. Yeah. They, they went back to the, and, and upgraded, got the, got the new and improved. Yeah. Orbs they're definitely bigger for, for 20. Yeah. They're definitely bigger. But yeah, I, can I kind of tell, I'm going to tell a quick Go story about, um, about this so if they show the crowd like when when ed goes out in the crowd and you see the front row and someone's got a sign that says stokazo oh okay s-t-o-c-a-z-z-o do you know what that means in italian ah man i think so but share it means holy fuck holy fuck (laughs) in italian and so for me that reminded me of 
like there was a band from the late 90s from Chicago called Sweep the Leg Johnny. And they were kind of like an indie rock band, kind of kind of an angular sound to them, like almost instrumental, but very cool, very fast. Like one of the one of the really cool bands out of that that kind of indie rock scene in Chicago. And I was at a show, I think, yeah, the Alkaline Trio, who just announced their uh, tour with Bad Religion. If uh, if you're interested in that, Randy, I of course um, I am, but I got yeah, I have priorities yeah. and. Uh, so I, my friends and I had gone to see Alkaline Trio. This is probably year 2000, 2001 maybe. And the singer for Alkaline Trio is wearing a Sweep the Leg Johnny shirt, just says Sweep on it. And so, you know, my friends and I were kind of like, we're kind of close. So before the show, he's kind of like tuning up and we yell like, Stucazo, like at like way loud. And he kind of like looks up and goes like, what? Who, who said that? <laughs> like kind of laughs and like, oh, cool, cool. So that that instantly reminded me of that Stocazzo, that Stocazzo sign. I was like, oh, holy fuck, I know what that means in Italian. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, that that's all the Italian I got for you. Well, you know, I, I that that story didn't go in the direction that I thought it was going, but I, I liked the direction that it went. Um, <laughs> I, I, I thought Ed was going down there, and I think he did, to greet a couple with an eighth wedding anniversary sign. There were a lot of signs on signs and flags yeah. all over the barricade. Yeah. So, you know, and, and so many people like that, you know, there were probably like a hundred people deep just that were in the front anywhere from Mike to Stone's side. Like yeah, maybe long more. rail. On yeah, this maybe yeah. more. So a lot of people got big moments at this. So again, big 22 song main set and uh, you need a little bit of a breather. So that's where we're going to pause for station identification uh, before getting into the encore, talk a little bit about what's going on in Patreon. Um, We did last week, we released the Red Rocks night one. If you listen to the night two episode and didn't listen to the night one episode, that means you didn't get the, the beginning of it. You didn't get the full chronology of the whole story so if you want the whole story we put the first one on patreon and you might be saying right now oh why didn't you put both of them on the regular because well when we have a lot of patrons to begin with we want to make those people happy and we want to make everybody happy so that's why we kind of want everybody to sort of join in and be part of this community we understand if you if you are fine with just sticking with the regular episodes of course but yeah absolutely we, that's fantastic thanks to those right people. but also you know we're gonna do more things and extra things for those people that want to st- you know want to help the show out and kind of help us grow because hey look shows are coming and we want to do big things at these shows so donations help this is not a podcast that makes any money we don't sell any advertising we don't do any of that stuff where it's all out of pocket anything that we need to pay for comes from donation and you know goes back to you guys we want to give everything back that you guys have given to us and and thankfully we've been able to hit a lot of people that are interested in this content and uh you know from the red rocks night one that we posted on there and the bridge school that we posted a couple days ago that's the final bridge school episode we're we're done with those guys like those episodes the the whole thing it's you know there's a box set now you can you can go and listen to the whole box set so yeah there's just so much over there 
from the evolution episode. Like we're when we mention all this stuff, we don't mention it to like rub our nose and, and say like, give us your donation or anything. We mention it cause we're freaking proud of all this stuff. We're proud that we've come up with really, really good content and we're able to continue doing more outside of what we're doing on the regular platform. So look, John will tell you about what's going on on the tiers. If you're interested in that, like definitely climb aboard a dollar a month. That's, that's it. That's all we're asking for. If you don't like it, bounce out. That's totally fine. Uh, I just want anybody that loves the show, that's interested in the show to get as much out of it as humanly possible. Yeah. It's one of those things where like, if you're, if you're a Pearl Jam junkie, right? Oh, and we you, have your fix. You want, you want more content like, Oh, like we, we do the, the Devo episodes over there where we get super nerdy and like, just talk about fun stuff. And we do the, the evolution episodes where we dig into a song and, and talk about the whole, the song's live history and everything that that's gone around that. And we, we've been doing some 1991 shows over there. We've, we've had, Oh, it's just the, like I said, the more patrons we have, the more, the, the more content we want to do for those people. So if you if you hear us talk about that stuff and you're curious, like oh you know I wonder I wonder if that stuff's any good, throw in a dollar for a month. You can yeah that gives you access to all the extra bonus audio content on there. You can go back to the, from the beginning, listen to everything, and all that's there for you for one dollar a month. Those are our bonus legs. For five dollars a month, those that's the Giga Leg tier. You'll actually get to pick a show. Like if you wanted to pick the, the one of those shows where they played better things, that would be great. Uh, <laughs> And or any of the many you know, other ones that we've been dying to do over the last yes, long time, yes. and yeah, like if there's if there's one that you went to that you want to talk about, you think is underappreciated. If there's a classic one that that we've never done that you'd really like to hear us talk about, yeah, that that's all there for you. You can request a song like like Craig did for this episode. It might take a while, but we will get to it. We promise. And if if you want to go even more than that to support the show there's the horizon lake tier for ten dollars a month those are the people that are uh supporting us on the the concertpedia project that we're going to be unveiling later this summer and you get like your own profile episode where you'll come on with us we'll talk to you about your live history of pearl jam we'll, we'll pick you'll pick a song that kind of defines your fandom we'll play it on the episode and you'll get like an executive producer credit on the website and more stuff to be announced so those are the tiers. If you're, you know, we thank all of our patrons, whether you're $1, $10, something in between. Absolutely fantastic. Like, like you said, we're up over a hundred, which is amazing. And we just thank the people for, uh, for continuing to donate month after month. It means uh, a lot. So thank all. And of like you. I said, you know, the events that are coming up, especially see here now, we're going to have a lot of things going on. I, I don't want to announce yeah. them just yet. I know the, the, the shore stock event is going to be incredible. Uh, you guys should definitely check that out. If you're not following the touring fan live on Facebook and Instagram, find out, uh, you can follow them and you will get all the information what's going on. I'll be involved. Uh, Anthony over there is doing a great job of just getting this benefit together. And I believe, you know, while I was going to address this later in the show, but while I'm absent for the next couple weeks, uh, I believe Anthony will, will be joining you. So you guys will be able yeah, to, we're going to have to talk about it a little bit. Yeah, we're going to have some some guests guest co-hosts from some of the other pearl jam podcasts so yeah looking forward to that you're going to get a little bit of a break but you know the thing is too like we're we're halfway through this year now you guys like if if these if they're going to be playing shows in in january february march we're going to know about it sooner than later yeah 
like we could be we could be weeks away from a tour announcement because they they usually do six seven months out for these things because it's got to be planned out it's got to be travel's got to be you know planned especially now that everybody wants to go out on tour and wants to book like it's going to be tougher and tougher to book those places especially the arenas that have both hockey and basketball playing there at the same time so just just think like we're you're going to get as soon as that tour is announced we're going to be on it we're going to have a reaction episode we're going to be going big when this when this tour comes back so that that's one thing that that those Patreon donations are going to be going to is we're going to, we're going to try to go as big as we can when this tour comes back. So uh, that's something to look forward to later this year. Hopefully. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't wait for that. I think that's going to, you know, watching just that day when the dates are announced, is going to be a really special day watching this show. And it was a point that I was going to make later during a live or, or something like that. But watching this show, I, I haven't gotten a lot of like, boy, I miss concerts during this because I've just been so concerned about what's been going on in the world. And I I just want the world to heal before anything else happens. Like, I feel like that's kind of, and we're back to, you know, getting those kind of things. And I feel less bad. You can go to baseball games. John, you went to a soccer game. I went to a Mets game. So like we could do these things now and, and feel okay about it. But for a long time, I was just kind of feeling like we shouldn't be worried about concerts. We should be worried about protecting each other. And I, I didn't want, because so many people got in touch and they're like, man, when do you think concerts will be back? Oh, I miss concerts so much. And I, I, I try not to fall into that, oh boy, yeah, I, I, I need a concert. I need a concert so bad. But, but watching this, I don't know if I had the I need a concert so bad fix or I can't fucking wait until my next one. I think either of those would have fit the bill quite nicely because just again watching a show like this makes you want to be a part of it like there's no ifs ands or buts about it like i once once see here now comes i'm going to be so hyped so pumped for and that's why we're so excited to to be able to to get to meet a lot of people that have already gotten in touch with us that say they're going to the show. So hopefully yeah, get, get vaccinated people. Get vaccinated. Yeah. If you're not vaccinated, if you're we're not, not hanging out with you. I'm, I'm just going to throw that out there right now. So don't you don't even bring it up. It's just not happening. So all, all vaccinated people. And I'm hoping that somehow at see here now, we'll be able to get a massive group of people all in the same area because you just never know with festivals, there could be non Pearl jam fans, not singing in certain places. So I want to make sure the biggest passionate group is all within each other. We can sing with each other. So keep that in mind. If you're going to the show, hopefully we get to see you all there. And uh, unfortunately we won't be at Ohana, but maybe we can set something up with, with some people that, that are, but more on that at, at a different time. I think we need to go back into the rock now. Uh, thanks to crowd for making them look good up there and not sure if ukulele has ever been played in stadio Olympico before, but they're going to try tonight sleeping by myself okay like no it's not a favorite of this show but it it's here and the only thing is is just placement and the way that they did these three songs um i don't know like if ed is gonna do a solo song or just him and boom i don't really like when the rest of the band leaves the stage and you know then comes back like i'd rather you know, Ed just come out and then the band kind of gradually come back. I I like, I don't don't know. I don't, I don't, yeah, that's how I feel about that. Hmm. 
it just it's weird to me. Like yeah, why just, why would it you just do depends that? show to show. It's just it's just different. However, they plan it out. Yeah, just maybe to get a break. Like maybe maybe you know maybe Matt had to take a shit or something. You never know. <laughs> um. Yeah. I look. I <laughs> no idea, but uh, yeah. It was on the set list like this, so I guess they were planning their shits, I, I suppose. But uh, Ed actually mentions in between songs, he mentioned that he learned something. Something incredible while we were in uh, Padova. And, you know, on, on June 25th, that would have been yesterday, but 340 years ago, yesterday, the very first woman in the world to ever graduate university uh, was down in Padua 340 years ago. So uh, can I have a drink to that? <laughs> Elena. Cheers, salute Elena for starting something must have been one of the most incredible women to be, that's like walking on the moon. And, uh, and it also proves that, that, that women have been smarter than me for 340 years. Just breathe here, it's just Ed and Boom, like I mentioned, but M Matt is not actually taking a, sh a shit because he's sitting at his drum kit, but it was really hard to tell if you were able to hear the backing vocals on it. Yeah, it was, yeah, very low. Couldn't Maybe it's because the echo, it was tough, yeah. but, you know, I think we mentioned it before, like, Just Breathe Without the Bass is just kind of naked. Yeah, yeah, it just didn't, doesn't, doesn't hit the same way. Um, but you know what? Like, the finish to this three-song section is probably the special moment from this. And I hope that imagine isn't really part of your like seventies, butt rock kind of thing you were talking about. I know. Imagine's it, imagine. It is a little yeah, bit. It, it is. A it, little it's bit. kind of, it's kind of tried. I get that. It's so cliched. Yeah. It's, 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 it's kind of hack, but yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, I mean that you, you give, you have a crowd like this. Yeah. It's the fireflies, the full bands right. out. It's a sing along. Yeah. I, is it my favorite cover that they do? No, but I get it. It's good. It's very good. And I am in the same boat as you. I would rather, if they were going to do another Beatles song, of course I'd rather, like, I've got a feeling or, or pretty much hide your, hide your love away, away pretty much anything else but imagine. Uh, yeah, and Ed kind of mentions it looks beautiful to see the entire place lit up like this. It's sort of a dedication to everything going on at the time. Like, it's a song that bonds people, brings everybody together, the peace and love aspect from it. And, uh, you know, we mentioned the stuff that was going on in, uh, with Syria and the border wall stuff. That's, that's on their mind, you know? Yes, absolutely. Uh, and look, after Daughter, you get a WMA tag during Daughter. So that's another thing politically that kind of goes into what, is happening at this time. And, and I, I, I really didn't mean to undercut daughter here because this is a really, really good version of daughter. I really love this from an era that 
usually doesn't do it for me. I thought that, again, maybe it was after all the stuff that happened, uh, the, the couple songs before this. And this kind of just was your first one to really kind of perk out at you and, and get to see the crowd again and get to get them to react again. Like, I thought that that was a brilliant performance and, and the tag was excellent on this. Was there a little bit, like a little bit of Hey Joe? Like a, a yes. line or two from Hey Joe before they start WWE? There was, yeah, that was, there was cool. more than that. Also during this is wearing a Mike Rizzo Cubs jersey. All those names that I just mentioned, Joe Madden, Theo Epstein, Mike Rizzo, all Cubs. So Yeah, the, the call and response very good. And it's just it's just kind of cool to hear daughter in an encore. We're used to hearing it so much in the main set that it's nice to get it kind of featured in the middle of this uh, encore. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, one of the things at the end, I really like the end of this tag after WMA finishes up. Ed's kind of singing something, and again, like you just don't know the line sometimes of where is Ed coming up with this on the spot, or is this an actual song? And I Google, I, I googled the whole lyrics. It's not an actual song. This is literally something that Ed just came up with, but it's something about the streets of Rome, and it's just a nice little thing. It's probably like two or three lines long, you know. You never would have known it, it was it was an improv. By the way, he was singing. It was like it was developed the whole entire time. Yeah, he he's so good at that now. You know, they they've been doing that for so long that he can just pull these out whenever he whenever he feels like. That's it. right. Yeah. Life is best above the Spanish stairs. It means so much.
State of Love and Trust following up, like another energy getting the crowd into it. Ed's at the top of the stage doing hey oh hey oh hey with the crowd, like awesome. You know, uh, State of Love and Trust is is one of those songs like it, it's technically being used as the transition to get you from big moment and daughter to the next big moment. But like, it's just, it's building to that. It, it's more building momentum kind of moments. Daughter into state of love and trust is a really good transition that I don't think I've ever heard before, but yeah, it's Mike. When he, when Mike starts playing that, it's like, Oh, okay. You see, you see bouncing up and down mm-hmm. again. Like, here we go. The, the jolt of energy's back. And yeah, it's it's a great way to kind of transition back into the rock here for the end. Oh, of this, uh, not, not just the rock, no, the yeah. butt rock. And a little bit of Mike McCready. Out on the streets for a living. She's only begun Got you under their thumb Black, Black Diamond is next, and Mike, I'm, I don't know what Mike is singing before. There's a couple lines where Mike is singing in a minute. just a line or two. Na, 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 Maybe he's na, na, na. doing the, doing the yeah, intro. Yeah, the intro of the song, yeah. Yeah, but Ed, 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 Ed plays it up really big. Is like, Matt Cameron's going to sing. Like, it's a very big to-do about it. And then it's just, yeah, Matt Matt sings it. He, he sings it every time they play it. And it's just, it's a couple of minutes of like, oh, okay. They, they did that. Sure. I'm going to tell you why I don't hate this. It's because when watching this on a live stream or paying attention to the set list as it was going on live, I, I, was, I was keyed in. I was keyed in because the day before this was 10 years exactly to the day of my first show, which was the exact last time that they played Black Diamond, which happened to be with Ace Freely. So the first show that I ever went to, yeah, of course, I'm not a huge KISS fan at all, but Ace Frickin' Freely is on stage with them. That's pretty cool. They play Black Diamond. Do I know the song at the time? Eh, no. It's not really one of the KISS songs that I actually know, but it, it, it kind of made an imprint on me, and, and it's one of those things that made Pearl Jam feel bigger than I ever expected them to feel. And it's almost exactly 10 years, a decade, and one day, it was just one day off. I wonder if somebody was privy to that information. It was like, hey, it's been exactly a year since you played Black Diamond. Maybe maybe we do it again. Like, they're they're pretty good about that stuff. I, I would say that it's less oh, yeah. of a coincidence than not. We'll have, to, we'll have to check with Dave and see if they have a lot of footsteps. <laughs> um yeah, I prefer the replacements version where it's a little more tongue-in-cheek and a little more, you know, making fun of, a little throwaway version. I've, I prefer that version of Black Diamond. But, yeah, this this really doesn't do anything for me. I could, I'm not a KISS fan. 
it's it's something super rare. It's in the same category as Ain't Talking About Love. However, I don't really give a fuck where they play it. So that's <laughs> that's a little bit uh, a nod to the Spokane episode from uh, a couple weeks yeah, back. Yeah, I had to get one more shot at yeah, it. And, yeah, and maybe there'll be other shots. all the around. greatest hits tonight. Yeah. Uh, all right, ending your Encore 1. Can't believe we're already ending it. Uh, Jeremy and Better Man. It's insane that at the end of your second encore, you're going through the 29th and 30th songs of the night. First encore. First encore, yeah. It's insane. I don't know of a lot of shows where you can say this about. I, I, I think the Seattle Night 2 show was, was, was like this, but even before that, yeah. you know, some of the Wrigley and Fenway, I don't know if you could say that about those shows. Maybe. Yeah, you could probably count them on one right. hand. Um, but look, these are songs you want good crowd reactions on and you get them. You get exactly that. Oh yeah. Uh, and to be honest with you, like Jeremy's great and Jeremy's Jeremy, but like better man is the one that stands out to me. And maybe it's because we've had a couple of better mans here and there that have been just, all right, well, we're going through the motion on it, but being able to watch again, going back to the quality of this video here and being able to watch this version of better man and being able to kind of see the crowd react to this and kind of them getting the cues from Ed to sing and going back and forth with them. Like there, there's something very, very cool in the tag too that, that uh, that's worth mentioning in a sec. But, but seeing that interaction made this all the more special. Yeah, very, very good. And like I said, the, we, we cannot, you know, underestimate how good this video yeah. is. Like please go watch this um and yeah i I, you mentioned the tag we get a little bit of punk rock a little bit just a little bit little little ramones there which is very cool i wish we wish we gotten more before they before they go into saving for later but yeah really good i mean better man's uh jeremy and better man to end this encore is is fantastic the if, if you're in this crowd you are floating on a cloud at this point yeah and, and speaking of the crowd this is the point i wanted to bring up during the save it for later part of the tag ed is doing the build up in the don't run away and he's mixing it in and the crowd isn't responding back just don't please please just don't just don't It's not like they're not doing a call and response with them because they don't know to do it. I think they're so captivated by what's going on on stage that they just sort of forget for a second. And Ed kind of is like, you guys go. Like, kind of as like a remember, like, that's your line. And then they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. We're part of this, too. (laughs) You got to take a minute to be like, fuck. Like, 
this is a whole entire this whole show is us and not just us standing in amazement of you guys like they're such a huge part every crowd is such a huge part of the whole entire atmosphere for a show and like the the rest of the song and the way that it finishes up and uh ed throwing his guitar up in the air at the end and and doing i don't know like however many you know final chord strums that they did like it just is intense electric unbelievable and all in front of a full moon like how incredible is that the show has been a blast to this point encore two like you say would be a 70s butt rock sort of song um yeah we can have the excess of covers conversation here if we wanted to i don't know if this is the right show to do it for because i you know i think that maybe a show like on the east coast or the midwest in an arena somewhere if you want to have that conversation we can have that conversation but a big show like this where they're playing 35 songs and 31 or 30 are are original you it's not it's not the quantity of them that i have a problem with it's the quality it's the okay the selection so yeah i I know you're not a pink floyd guy i'm not i'm Look, I, I think the more that we hear comfortably numb in shows, the more numb I get to it, unfortunately. Like, I like it, but yeah. there's not much more that I can say besides... You'll start calling it unfortunately numb. <laughs> well, there, there's just not much more that you can say than, like, yeah. Mike takes yeah. it away and, and they right. kind of do the song justice. You know, how many other Pink Floyd songs they can do that are more... You know, I guess a little less mainstream than Comfortably Numb. And the other one that they would do would be Mother, which is just as mainstream. So, you know, this crowd... But even even Mother's even mothers look cool because it has that line about, like, trust, trust the government. The government yeah. And that gets a big thing. And, like, that's... Yeah, it's... But, yeah, this just... Again, it, it does nothing. I, I, I don't fault them for playing it because I think it's, it's for yeah. a crowd. Yeah, I, and I get why they yeah. do it. It's for the crowd, and I think that Roger Waters was a part of that list of artists, you know, the very select list of artists that have played there. So I don't know if that's an odd to there, but if it is, then, uh, you know, that's another artist that Ed is very close with and and that he has a good relationship with and and comfortably known was something that they played together at the the 12-12-12 Hurricane Sandy Benefit show. So that's something that doesn't really get brought up a lot but it was a very very good performance uh but uh, you know there's more to be said about black rearview mirror alive and rocket in the free world so here's a lot of words it's just especially with black this show is pre-built to have an incredible version of this song and when you look at the original set list this was placed in the spot before jeremy and the move here is a much better decision than putting it before Jeremy. Like, you want, especially with this crowd, especially with the way that the song in 2018 even still finds ways to continue to surge and get better live. You want this to be a spotlight. And to play something like Jeremy afterwards, I I don't know if it cheapens that, but... In Encore 2, coming off of a cover, this puts this at a really high platform that makes it incredible, to be honest with you. 
Like, it, so do you think? Do you think Black Diamond was played on accident? No. Like Matt saw it and was like, "This is me. It's black. They, that's short for Black Diamond. This is my no. song." No. They, they messed it no, up. No, no, no. Uh, that's li- literally <laughs> the only change in the set list was yeah, yeah. flipping black to this spot. And I, I, I think it was I think it was absolutely the right move. It's the it's the sign to like, OK, this Everybody is knows. this is the end of the show mm-hmm. now. Like we are coming to the end. This is this is the climax of the night. Right. This is what you've been waiting for here. Here we go. We're we're we we've gone this far and we're almost there and and just hang with us for a little more and yeah the stage goes red which is super mm-hmm. cool gets dark you you kind of hear the thing that that hit me and yeah this is a fantastic version of black the thing that that really struck out to me is you because the video is so good you get to see kind of ed's relationship with the crowd on this song and like you see him kind of reaching out to them and like you see these little moments in the song where he's he's going really he's going for these notes and he's singing you see the crowd and you see him and that's really hit me is like the the relationship that the fans have with ed and this song is just one of the most special things about this band and this yeah this just transcends everything else that happened in the night basically yeah one of the one of the unique things about this performance too is that it doesn't have a lot of a lot of the times what you could say with black is like wow that was so emotionally impassioned and and like took you to a dark place or took you to a deep place like this just continued the electricity of the arena uh stadium atmosphere like it didn't have to be you know something from like you know soul wrenching something from like deep within the the inner dark darkness of Mike McCready and the solo or or within Ed's darkness this was just one of the best songs they have being played in front of one of the best crowds that they've ever played in front of and just being able to 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 show it off and and do what they do best yeah. like it didn't have to it didn't have to be emotional it just had to be black and that's exactly what it was yeah there's not a big like crushing we belong together thing he actually does a kind of a a nice little oh, improv I want to talk about that
this line specifically, home is where the heart is, home is where I feel at home. And that, it's not exactly the lyrics, but the lyrics are really close to what you get from whoever said, which is home is where the broken heart is, home is where every scar is. So I wonder if that, like... I, I don't think that this would be the last time that he tags black with something like this. I wonder if that's just the line that he's been writing down and he's been trying to, to formulate something with. I know, I know whoever said was kind of brought late to the table in gigaton, but that an easy, probably go to kind of line would, would just be like, okay, home is where the broken heart, like that's in his head already. And that's could have been something in a notebook. Sure. Yeah. He's, he's got those notebooks and like, yeah, you know, we, we know that he's he's done some good writing in Rome before, so that wouldn't be surprising. Nope. Yep, so maybe the first little hints of what would become that song. Who knows if, if that would become the uh, the big live anthem. It might. You, you just never know. When we when we do the Whoever Said Evolution episode <laughs> in a few years, we'll maybe come back 2027 to 2027 Evolution on Whoever Said. Which, yeah. That would be really funny if after the first tour – we did an evolution episode on like dance with clairvoyance. Be like, ah, fuck it. It would be funny and very short. Yes, right. Here's here's the nine. Like we did we did one on can't deny me, cowbell. Done. Yeah. Here's Chad Smith on one version. So we've technically done that one right. too. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, again, black. Like it's your it's your kind of key that things are slowing down, things are ending here, but it's also getting you to remember the big moments and they're not going to play mankind in, in the spot in the set because it, you know, it just, it can feel like filler. You need big, big stuff to end with which leads me to rear view mirror to follow up because this is not a rear view mirror spot. Rear view mirror is usually closing your encore one, if anything, but rear view mirror is really, this kind of flipped. It's taken the alive spot almost. Or the better man spot. The, yeah, yeah. It's almost like, this this is a this is a better man spot too, but yeah, very cool to get to get Rear View Mirror this late. Yeah, and um, it, it kind of felt I didn't I don't want to say they rushed through it, but they definitely kind of broke it down where they can get through the bridge in kind of a, a timelier fashion because I I I think that there was probably a, a time limit on this show and they were getting close to the three hour mark and alive and rocking in the free world are pretty hefty so. In the beginning of the bridge, they do that uh, I will forgive, I won't forget line instead of at the end. That usually is something that comes at the end. So, uh, you know, the bridge is probably about a minute or two long and then kicks back in. And, and look, uh, Mike is, oh, my God, Mike Turgrevere. Oh, he, he like, falls to his knees. Yeah. And he's just... Yeah, it, this is this is a highlight to go back and kicks watch. down the yeah. mic stand at the end. Like, oh my god, this is just performances like this are just foolproof that they are the best band on the planet, and it's not even an argument at this point. Like, how can you watch this and say, like, eh, they're okay, or eh, I don't really want to see them live. Like, there is no way to deny any of that. You can't deny it. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take your bait there and go for the easy. No, thing, no, but, no, no, no. Um, it's again. This is like like with Black. Like this is the culmination of a really special night, and they're feeling it. Can you, like, can you imagine the the electricity 
in in the backstage you know in between encore one and encore two like yeah like you just want to like yeah let's just go back and keep playing let's just go keep playing let's where we we're riding this wave let's just go while we've got it like let yeah let's let's get right back out and go and yeah this is with a crowd like this and with with the band and the the form that they were in and coming off of that we you know we we talked about the i days and padova and london and all that stuff them just chomping at the bit to like let's let's get back at let's show them what we can do let's get back out there yeah just all that stuff culminated in this last few songs and these are all really good performances this this whole encore two uh fantastic where you know black review mirror live rock in the free world not not just a, you know this isn't just like a like let's have the party and we don't really give a shit like we're we're leaving whatever like here's the thing though these are great performances yeah i i was even gonna refrain from using my typical bread and butter term because it yeah. just saying that doesn't give the credit to both alive and rocking in the free world that they deserve from this show like sometimes it it gets glossed over that okay it's another version of alive it's another version of rocking in the free world you know exactly what's coming you know exactly what's happening but um in a crowd like this that they've never played to before and that you almost never get something as big as this and the reaction like this like these become completely different beasts you know uh, some things that i saw on alive there's a kid that's on somebody's shoulders and i think ed spots him out he's pretty close to the front ed spots him out and i guess he hands some something to the security guard maybe a pick or a set list or something but the kid get something you know just yeah. f- from ed seeing him there and i like there's so many people's women and, and children that are you know on people's shoulders and they're just having the absolute time of their lives the reactions during both of these songs just make this show completely special and completely just one of you know like one of one of a kind you know like obviously most shows you're gonna see in a live rocket in the free world get something like this of course like everybody can feel that energy everybody can relate to these songs everybody knows what's happening but to to see again going back to the video quality here to see this in this form in this fashion to it feels bigger than just being at a show it feels like you can see all these different faces watching at once the people singing along they're passionate they're waving their arms in, in the air they're pumping their fists like everything about this is why they play alive every night and and how powerful it began last week we talked about how ed didn't really give a shit about alive anymore he wanted to move on from it and you know asked why the hell i sometimes i don't know why the hell we keep playing it but you have your reason right here this is it there's and he knows it at this point and think about it too this is you know this is the near probably close to the 800th time that they played this because their set list we don't know where they definitely played it right they've played this song 800 times live and it still hits like this and still resonates like this that's amazing i lost words from that it's yeah yeah, 800 is a lot but if you're playing it 800 times you know it fucking works you ain't trying on time 500 saying all right this is the one no it's because the 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 10th time worked and it really it's because the first time worked and then the 10th time worked and then the 100th time worked and then the the 
500th time worked, and it kept working and working and working, and it kept keeps getting better and better and better, and this this version of Live just makes you feel just that. Like, you know, just seeing all the people, again, going back to, you know, the, the idea of, like, uh, do I miss concerts? right now right like oh everybody the crowd in unison doing the whole thing like yeah it's some electricity in that building this is why people call each other family in this community because the way that everybody's celebrating together you just like that's not a part of everybody's everyday life but that's what something that as fans we're always aspiring to achieve something like that and to be around all those people that feel the same way that you do that just wait entire year for just to go to one show or or to go to an entire tour and to get these moments like that's why people consider this a family i'm not going to use the j word because i just won't i just won't do it but that's why people consider this a family and that's why people with the, the connection of this band have met the best friends that they could ever meet in their life, have met spouses have met, you know uh, countless other people just even even people just that that you recognize on the road sometimes, you just be like, hey I remember you from that show and I remember having you having a beer with you here like, how many times do you hear those stories it, it's and even just, you know, personally doing this podcast and meeting so many more people and having this podcast will will be going on for for exactly three years before we get to asbury park and knowing that in that three-year span that we've had a podcast not being able to see anybody meet anybody that we've connected with through this band is just it's going to be a joyous moment when when we can let's just put it that way and it'll feel like it use that family terminology it'll feel like we're all together especially after what happened in the last year and a half it'll feel like we're all in this together and we're all back to being normal back to having something good rocking in the free world is closing out your night house lights are up ed is holding on to a pride flag that says fuck trump love life throwing tambourines into the crowd uh, Ed thanks the Italians and Roma having them on this beautiful day. I believe he changes the uh, lyrics to green, green, red, and white, or or red, white, and green. Uh, obviously the Italian flag, but I mean, you know, more like the, the that part, the Italian, you know, thanking everybody. That's in the middle of the song, and and he's mentioning the full moon, you know, saying it's the spotlight to make our dreams come true. I want those dreams for everyone. How? How beautiful of a line that was that, just to get that scenery and to get that close-up of the moon and how beautiful that was. Yeah, special moment, absolutely, and great way to end the show. Stone's fantastic. It's just, yeah, great version of Rockin' the Free World. Every, everything we said for Alive still applies. Mm-hmm. Yep, a uh, million points of light for the immigrant man, bring him home any way they can. Uh, yeah, there's a, even a little bit of a pick going on. That's how you know things have have just <laughs> they haven't got it out of control but they've like that there's a lot of joy there's a lot of joy in mudville literally because i think mud was 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 being kicked from the ground but um yeah there there's so many cherishable moments from this show uh and since we're at the end i, I guess it is time to pick three of them before we do though um the band not something that they usually do 
and that's how you know that this is bigger than other shows. Ed comes out to the front. He says, I'm going to remember this. I'll remember everyone under this full moon. And with the full band, everybody, you know, with, with a big banner, they got a big banner from the crowd and draped it over the entire band. Um, they do the full the full bow. And they don't do that at every show. Usually it's just a bye, see you next time. But this was a thank you. Thank you for everything. And Olay chants fill the crowd. And uh, yeah, not every show gets this treatment. So that's how you know that they absolutely loved what just transpired. Yeah, great, great ending to the show. Yeah, caps off everything. Like, what else can you do after a show like this? Yeah, wait for the next one keep going on so oh, three moments yeah what do you want three moments um i'm gonna take pilot uh cool uh good version there i'm gonna take immortality and uh, alive all right i'm gonna go let's see i know my number two and number number one I gotta find a number three i'm gonna say package release an elderly woman together to open the show just again the way that you want to kick things off is just to to play to your strengths and to play to what the crowd knows you for and you know the the my god it's been so long line is so powerful from elderly woman it really feels like that's being emoted there um, you can't get much better than release to open your show so that right away kicks you into thinking that this is going to be a very special night um, because you're in Roma you have to pick MFC Untitled for this and the story beforehand like it's part of their history it's you know maybe not an extremely important part of their history but I consider all of their history to be important and I love when it's brought out during the show I love when he's able to tell the stories and uh, this was perfect for that and yeah the last number one moment to me is black through rocking in the free world it's the whole end of the show because that altogether the half hour however however long it, it took to play those four songs it was a long time and it deserved all that treatment but um that whole thing makes you want to be there and it makes you want to continue to just take in every single minute of this band because it's just it's a beautiful thing and you don't get this with and you don't get this with every band you just don't you know uh, fantastic not much more i can say but look we've been speaking so well of it and uh anticipating some good grades here but let's uh let's do it let's rank yeah i'm gonna give this one uh nine and a half what's i think it's it's close okay but for and it's for 2018 it it probably does deserve the the you know the bed one of the best shows of this year um probably the best show of this european tour for sure so uh that's where i'm at nine and a half yeah i'm uh oh boy i'm gonna say that it does deserve it. i'm gonna say that it does deserve it i'm gonna i'm gonna go does deserve what don't don't pull punches here you, you gotta come around well and say give me the time to build the drama <laughs> i think it does deserve the time 
and maybe going into this show I didn't really think that, but I think I've convinced myself with some of my arguments here. Um, big moments deserve to be enshrined in history for a long, 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 long time. There is a serious XM poll that's going out and asking people what shows should be part of the top 30 of all time. There aren't a lot of late era stuff, and if it is late era stuff, it's mostly like a Moline or a Greenville or a Fenway or a Wrigley. Um, this is this is one. This is one on that list, and I feel like if it's on that list, like it's gonna be pretty close to a 10, if not a flat out 10. And yeah, I, I was probably at about a nine and a half, and I crossed the border going into the episode. So um, yeah, I'm I'm totally cool with giving it a ten. Fine with me. Okay. Sure. Hey, look, I'm I'm not going to be able to rate anything for the next month or so. So I, you know, <laughs> might as well go out on a high point, I guess. Like you're going to be the Lisa Simpson at home, like grade me. I need to <laughs> need to rate something. <laughs> and uh, no, take your break. Take yeah. your break. You 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 deserve it. You earned it. So oh, thanks. Don't think about the show. We'll be fine. Come back when you come. Well, back. the show. Yeah, the show is part. The of show me. must go on. Like I'll, I'll I'll think about the show. No, I I, I look. Uh, I I can't help it. Like this is a project that we've really been very dedicated to for for almost three years now. And uh, although I will be having a human child, this is also. It's somewhat of a part of our family too that this kind of goes hand in hand but you know like i i'm i'm taking a whole month off to figure out what this whole life is like to to be a dad and uh you know i'm gonna figure out how to change diapers and gonna figure out how to swaddle and and uh and get baths and and things like that so uh you know uh, more important things need me right now but john you are more than fully capable of steering this ship, and I, 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 I trust you to do it and bring on these fantastic other podcasters and people that we have connected with through the community that are just going to pave the way with you. So keep going with that. And look, I'll, I'll have the very rare opportunity to be a listener of this show. So maybe right. I'll send an email to live on four legs podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> the number four maybe we'll read it on the air no it's gonna be we're gonna have some fun it's gonna be it's gonna be a little different obviously without you it's not gonna have the same feel to it but uh yeah we it's gonna be a good time i think we're gonna i think we're gonna have would you like to tell everybody what uh who you're gonna bring on next week what you're gonna do sure this is is uh, part of this is part of the job now john that's right that's right we uh well we're gonna be continuing the uh seattle series which we have been uh we've been doing all year and we're going to go back to 1998, and uh, we're going to be uh, joined. I'm going to be joined by uh, Brandon be from the Better Band Podcast. And so, yeah, Brandon went to a couple of shows in this tour. I saw them for the first time uh, about six weeks after that show. So we'll, uh, we're going to go back in the, uh, in the old time machine back to 1998 and talk about that. It's gonna be I fun. feel bad missing a Yield Error show because last year I missed a Yield Error show at one point, and I was, like, kicking myself for it. And uh, that just means we 
There's plenty more. Plenty more oh, we got to get to. Yeah, like even this year, we're going to get to a lot more. We only did one this year so far, and I think we planned on doing like three by this point. But um, yeah, yeah, it, it, you guys, you guys will kill it, and I'll, I'll listen to the episode. I'll just enjoy it as a fan for once. But um, yeah, uh, thanks to everybody for listening in. Um, again, head over to Patreon if you want to contribute to the show. Uh, you know. If you want to subscribe to the show, please, that helps us out. That makes us more visible to people on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Uh, I can go on and on and on for days. Even YouTube. We don't even mention YouTube, but I upload to YouTube every week. How about that? Um, But, yeah, all those things are great, and it helps the show and just continues to push us forward and make us want to do more. Uh, And, look, if you even leave a comment, if you rate us five stars, we'll shout you out on the show. We're not afraid to do that, and we thank you guys for for wanting to continue to listen in every week because we know this is a long show we're almost on two hours here we know this takes up a large part of your day but hopefully you're enjoying the large part of your day that this is taking up it's summertime this may be the end we're here but not for much longer and although maybe we <laughs> although we may be parting ways we miss you already miss you always uh i'm on paternity leave i'm gonna go enjoy having a child um john Stokazo. That could work too. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everyone. I'll see you in August. John, I'll see you next week. Sunset's your life